to Victorious Living Solutions. We are back for the fall season. I am your host, Nakia Young, and I'm so, so, so excited to introduce you all to our very anointed, amazing guest on this evening. We have with us Dr. Eric Holmes, and I'll give you guys a little bit about him, and then we will ask him some more questions. So first of all, Eric, hey, how are you? Dr. Doing good. <laughs> Wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. 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 So here's here's some of his info. Dr. Eric L. Holmes is a senior coordinator in the, you're going to have to pronounce this for me, child. Just say OBGYN because I just switched departments. Oh. Just OBGYN. <laughs> okay, y'all, because if y'all see this word with this, this long old word, I was like... <laughs> That was ear, nose, and throat. That's the shortest way to say that, but I'm an OBGYN now. Okay. So. Okay. We're going to get it together. <laughs> okay. So OBGYN department at Johns Hopkins, one of the finest hospitals in the country. Dr. Holmes has earned a bachelor's, master's, and master's and doctorate in Christian education. He's a certified life coach and a published author of many books, but we will get into that in a moment. So welcome, Dr. Eric. Thank you. Oh, it's always an honor, a pleasure. Um, you know, my BSN family, y'all, you know, BSN, <laughs> y'all. But no, it's an honor, privilege. I was super excited. You know, I was logged on early, thinking, <laughs> not knowing what the time zone was. But um, that's how it is when, you know, one, uh, being on time and organization, and it makes a difference um, when people invite you into the vision and space that God has given them. And so always, um, it's always humbled and honored. And I'm just grateful to be here. Thank you so much. I am so happy to have you. So you all, as he mentioned, we are in Black Speakers Network. And if you are a speaker or a consultant or a life coach or anything in that space, and you are not plugged into the Black Speakers Network, child, get into it. That's all I can tell you. Um, but it is an amazing network and we connected through there. And so Dr. Eric has several books out and we're titling this episode, Cultivating Your Winning Season. So we talked about in season three, how to survive toxic relationships. And if you did not listen to season three, honey, go back and listen to it. Uh, it definitely is something that you should go through and do a self-check and see if there is anything that, you know, you're holding on to from a toxic relationship or anything that is keeping you from getting to your next, because that has to be dealt with before you can get into what we're talking about this season. This season, we're talking about thriving season. We're talking about how to live and live victoriously, not just to survive, just to exist, just to kind of be hanging on by a thread. So how to thrive in fall is all about harvest. And, you know, you start to see people picking apples and people, everything that was planted is now coming in to be harvested. So it's the perfect season to talk about how to thrive. So Dr. Eric, tell us about the books that you have. And um, just, yeah, how many do you have? Is it three or is it four? It's probably it's Actually, so I, I literally <laughs> just finished my fourth book, which will okay. be released in okay. November on my birthday, November 15th. So oh, I, I wrote I wrote four and co-authored five. Awesome. I love it. Love it, love it. So tell us the titles. And then we definitely got to get this book on your birthday. 
Um, yeah. So, um, and I'll tell you afterwards the you know, the new title and about the new one, because they gonna really, it's gonna be it's phenomenal. Um, so my first book was The Power of the Seed, which is near and dear because right before I released that, um, my mother transitioned, but I could always hear my mother saying, quitting is not an option. So it's always near and dear. But I always tell people these are not books, they're biblically based, God is God inspired and backed up with the word. They're on a divine assignment. So they're not just, you know, is is backed up with the word. And so um, the power of the seed and which has really been such a phenomenal, phenomenal book. It has, God has really favored with the power of the seed. And when you begin to talk about the shifting of the season and when you begin to talk about the harvest and that which has already been planted now where we are now after we survived the last season that we're in after we survived all the trauma after we survived now we're coming into a harvest season and so the power of the seed really explains that and it deals from the natural and the spiritual and the agriculture but yet to the spiritual to the believer which shifts right into my next season is due season and that you're enduring the season that you're in to get yeah. to the next season. You talked about surviving. You talked about trauma. You talked about toxic relationships and so many different other things that one, you had to deal with that before you can get to the next season. You cannot skip the seasons. We are getting ready to head into fall, but we're still yet in summer. I can't skip to fall without finishing summer. Mm-hmm. And so now what happens is, is that the process and preparation from the planting, the seeding, the sowing, the harvesting now brings me to the season of the harvest, the due season, which now when I deal with the other book, how to handle patient and endurance, that I had to have the patient, yet the endurance to wait on that which was planted, that which was sown, yet deal with the, the season I was in surviving everything I had to survive. Now, when I get to here, I just had to wait and handle but have the patience to endure yes i love that have the patience to endure Ooh, now y'all we are ministers so disclaimer there <laughs> we gonna get into the word and here at victorious living solutions we talk about every other sentence may not be lord jesus whatever but he gonna be in there somewhere or every sentence may depending on the episode depending on the day but make no mistake about it the victorious part, how to live victoriously, the secret sauce is God, is Jesus, all that. So that is what we believe here at Victorious Living Solutions. I'm always going to be directing people in some kind of way back to that. So everything that you said, Dr. Eric, is spot on. Like you have to, you can't skip a season. It would be nice. It would be nice. It's some seasons that I just be like, now, God, I really, that, you could have kept that one. I don't know what that was for. But then later on, <laughs> I will be like, oh, because what I went through back there mm-hmm. prepared me for this. Yeah. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. I did not like it. I was <laughs> out in the whole way. But when I got to a challenge, it was like, oh, because I fought that devil back there, mm-hmm. it's going to be light work. But if we, some of the stuff that we go through that we don't like, and it's not like, I'm not one of those people that believes that God puts bad things on us to teach us something. We know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Yes. We know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
So anything that is connected to anything bad or anything sent to destroy us, I'm not like, oh, God sent me this thing, this destructive thing, because he's trying to, no, he doesn't do that, but he uses everything. Yes. That's the key. He uses everything. And so what the devil meant for bad, Genesis 50, 20, God turns it around and flips it and reverses it and has the devil looking like a dummy every time thinking he was going to pull a fast one. And God is like, mm, silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. I knew you were going to do that. And so I had all my backup plan and now I got my child going this way. And so that little attack just made her stronger, just made him stronger or whatever. So let's talk about how do we cultivate a winning season? How do we do that? Because that's what we want to do. Going in this fall, getting ready for 2023, people are setting goals. Uh, people are getting new shiny planners. People are doing all this stuff, getting ready for 2024. What, what would you say are some key ingredients that we need to have to cultivate a winning season? One of the things was, and everything you said was good. And, you know, all I say also to people, you got to look at things from another perspective. Mm -hmm. You also got to see trouble as a transportation of where you're going. Yeah. Because if it had not been for the trouble, I wouldn't be to where I am yet to where I'm going. Storms come, but yes, storms come as a twofold, as I always see it from different perspectives. It comes to blow things away, but it comes to blow things into perspective. The rain comes as a releasing, as a refreshing. It comes to water things. It comes to wipe away, but then it comes to water that which I have sown in the ground. And so a seed can't produce or go through the underground process or germinate unless it's been watered. And so when we look at cultivating our winning season, one of the things you definitely have to have prayer. You definitely have to have the word. You definitely have to see God for direction and guidance. But yet and still, you have to understand that if I endured the wilderness season that I was in, if I endured or survived the trauma, if I, if I endured and survived what was meant to harm me or the learning experience that he allowed me to go through, I, it, it now prepared me for the promise. It now prepared me for where I'm going. It now prepared me for the due season, the harvest season, the winning season, because guess what? I survived and now I'm here. And yeah. so now that I'm here, it's a great recompense of reward as is Hebrews 10, 35, cast not away your confidence. It has great recompense of reward that after you've done the will of God, now the promise. So after I've gone through all of that, now I'm coming into the promise. Now I'm coming into the recompense, which means I'm being paid. I'm being owed something. But I had to endure the, endure the season that I was in. I had to endure the trauma, the circumstance, the trial, or everything that I had to do as it was making me, strengthening me, drawing me closer to him. Or when I was in between the wilderness and the promise, yet it was preparing me knowing that the promise was on the other side of the wilderness. I just had to go through the wilderness experience. But here's the thing. He said, but the promise is still good. It's waiting for you to show up. Mm -hmm. There's no expiration date to my word or my promise. Just don't compromise your promise and settle for less. So it's bringing me to a promise that's already guaranteed. If he said it, so shall it be. So that's why when I know that I've endured all of this, I've gone through all of this, yet and still, <laughs> now coming into 
the winning season. Now I'm coming into what he's promised. Now I'm coming into what he says, because after the farmer has done all that he has done, he sees from the beginning, yet he sees the end, but he deals with the middle of the process. And so after all of that, and in the middle of the process, which is critical, and so watering and nurturing and harvesting, he knows that he got a harvest coming. Mm. So he's got to go through the process of it, even through the rain, even through the dry season, but he's got to still keep planting. He's got to still keep sowing. He's got to go through the process all over again. But at some point, he knows that the harvest is coming. And so now once he begins to see things, as it begins to grow, now what happens is he know I'm in my harvest season. I'm in my dues. I'm in my winning. But I learned how to cultivate it in the season that I was in. Yeah. Which okay. could have been the dry season, the rough season. The wilderness. The night season, the wilderness yeah. season. And so now I begin to see it. And so a farmer, as he begins to see things spring up, like when the seasons change, we're now going to start seeing the, the leaves and all that. So now my season is changing. So you got to see it through the natural, but yet you got to definitely see it through the spiritual because now I look at it different because now things are changing, things are shifting. And so that's why you got to shift your mind, shift your perspective and see it through the eyes of faith and knowing because he's allowed me to endure. He's allowed me to survive, to be here. I know I'm in my winning season. I'm in my cultivating, my winning season, but it's a mindset as well. It's a faith walk as well. So you got to see it from a whole nother level. You got to see it from a whole nother perspective because if you don't believe it, if you don't have your faith and activate it, if you don't put in the work or if you're not expecting it, nothing's going to happen. You ooh, okay, let's camp right there. If you're not expecting it, you have to have a spirit of expectation. The first thing to cultivating a winning season is just to decide you're going to have one. Yes. <laughs> this right here is my winning season. And so then once you've decided that, you've settled that in your mind, everything that you're doing everything that you're saying, because our mouth can tear down some stuff that God is trying to build. Everything you're saying is lining up. Your thoughts are lining up. Everything is coming into alignment with this is my winning season. So I'm not going to be saying things that are going to cause me to lose. I'm not going to be surrounding myself with people that are going to cause me to lose. I wanted to talk about the story of the children of Israel, because and you know, the children of Israel, we read it and we just, with our judgmental selves, we just be like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, oh my God, they just kept, they were supposed to only be in the wilderness for a very short time. Very short. It was such a short time and they ended up there for like year, well, years, or 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. 40 years. So let's talk about some things that because we can't skip a season that's the thing like it wasn't like God was just gonna be like well they're not getting it but I'll just move them on into the wilderness or I'll move them on into the promised land anyway and then I'll just it's like no the stuff that is in that promised land the level that I'm trying to take you to mm -hmm. I can't cut corners with this because you have to be ready to handle certain blessings 
there are some blessings that are only going to come to you when you have matured enough to receive them. Because like any good parent, okay, so I've got, we were talking a little bit before we started. I've got a seven-year-old and I've got twin girls. They're three. There's some things that I can give my seven-year-old or some um, things I can give him to do, some tasks, and leave him to do it independently. Whereas my three-year-olds, I have to handle them different. And it's not because I love them any less than I love my seven-year-old. It's because they're three. They can't handle that yet. So my son, we've got a pretty big backyard. It's fenced in. There's a um, play jungle gym playset back there. And I can open my kitchen window and I can turn him loose in the backyard to play. And now you don't leave this yard. <laughs> don't go outside this fence. Stay where mommy can see you. There has to be parameters for that. But he has the freedom to just open the door and go outside. If my three-year-olds opened the door and went outside, I would be freaking out like, oh my God, where are the babies? Like they can't go. They can't go outside alone, unsupervised and play. Even if they're inside the yard where I can see them, they don't get to do that yet because they have not matured to a level where they can just be outside without an adult. One of my three-year-olds, she likes to pick grass and eat it. Like one is not as good at going up and down the porch steps, yet she may fall. You know, there's different things. They right. cannot handle that, you know? And it's the same with us. There's certain levels, faith to faith and glory to glory. There's certain levels that God wants to take us to. But if he just turned us loose into that area before we matured enough, we would destroy ourselves. We would self-sabotage. And not because we're bad people, but because we just have to grow up. Like, mm -hmm. so what are your thoughts on that? I know I said a lot, but what are your thoughts on that? It, it, it takes, for each individual, it takes different yeah. things. And mm -hmm. though they were in the wilderness, but what was being taught, what was the lesson, what was the application, and mm -hmm. what were they going to take away? Because yeah. even with the merman and complaining that he was yeah. providing, he was showing them who he was. And sometimes we don't get the lesson. Mm -hmm. So now it is they stayed longer than they should have. Yep. Way but the promise was still good. He yeah. spoke it. And so it was. But yet, just you use the analogy, <clears throat> everybody matures different. Everybody uh, grows different. Uh, the three-year-old, the three-year-olds, uh, they can't do what the seven-year because, like you, they're not mature enough. Yeah. They can't handle the responsibility yet. Uh, it's it's it was eight of us, right? But I got away with what my brothers and sisters didn't because I was <laughs> next to the baby. Yeah. So there's a different, and then for when my 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 nephew who was the the first grandson. He got away with more than, you see what I'm saying? So there's yeah. a difference. Now you got the grandchild. Here I was, the, you see what I'm saying? So now there's a difference. But yet that you, it's not that you don't love them any different. It's just certain things that they can handle that you couldn't. Yeah. And so when we grow and mature, I'm going to read something off of the back of this book because we're talking about the seasons. Mm -hmm. And and for anyone, let me tell you, and, and I love this because 
win, spring, summer, winter, and fall, right? But God is in control of all the seasons. But here's the thing. We got to endure the current season before we can get to the next season. Yeah. And because God is in control of all the seasons, remaining in close relationship with God is necessary to recognize your due season. Why? We got to recognize God's process of preparation, developing the right posture. Our posture says a lot to God. And we've got to make sure we got the right posture, the right perspective, then and understanding. Now I'm cultivating my winning season while I'm waiting for the season to shift and to change because I avoid the anxiety while waiting. Now, here it is about for the manifestation that I'm waiting on my season to change. I'm waiting on the shift. I'm waiting for things to cultivate, but it's also a mindset. And it's also that I'm maintaining my proper perspective. So I see it different, but I'm in expectation of what is to come. So my mind shifts. Yeah, my perspective shifts, and so then lastly, I recognize it is producing because everything starts changing my mind, my perspective. But then God gives me a glimpse, the, it, it, so I start seeing things the leaves, I start seeing the shifting of the trees, I start seeing grass and, and different things that is shifting and changing. Now it says to me, Here I am in another season, and so I've endured the season that I was in. And now I'm really excited because I'm coming into another season. So I shift, mm -hmm. I move, and I think different. Or as I say to my team, you got to move strategic like a game of chess. You got to know the pieces on the board, but you got to know how to move the pieces on the board. Mm -hmm. And so then I say, as we said before, I'm not just existing, I'm living. So are you living or are you just existing? Talk about that. How do you feel the difference is? How do you know? The difference is because you could just people be. people don't know. Be, they can really. They don't know the difference because yeah. you could be walking around and just because you're alive does not mean you're living. I mean, in a natural sense, we know, you know, but here's the thing. People are just existing. Yeah. Their minds, their perspectives, or, or, or they don't know from day to day. They don't know what's next. Or, or or they just may be in just a world of shock. It could be so many things. But once you tap into now, I am living because he's living on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. I'm not just walking around as I'm existing, just like, or that movie or like zombies. They were just walking around. Yeah. They were just existing. They weren't living. Mm. You and know, I, I saw... I saw this, this illustration pop up in my head when you said this, and you're going to laugh when I say it, but it's, I like to look, when you look at one thing on Instagram in your explore page, then they tend to show you more of that because of more of whatever you last looked at. I like to look at hair videos of people getting their hair cut on Instagram. Mm. And the reason I do is because specifically women that have, and they'll show you, they'll usually show the back of the person's head. They don't really show the face. I turned these notifications off. I don't know why I'm still hearing dings on my computer. I'm sorry, y'all. But anywho, um, they'll show the person has long hair, but about halfway up their hair it's so many split ends that you can see the bottom of half of their hair looks see-through and thin and scraggly. 
And then uh, the caption will usually say something about where should I cut? Should I cut here? Mm. Should I cut here? Should I cut here? And then the people in the comments are just like, oh my God, if you don't cut all those dead ends off, like, oh my God, that looks terrible. Why are you asking us? You can see, you can clearly see the line of where the dead hair begins. It's like from here up is all healthy hair. And then it's mm -hmm. like line and everything below that is thin and scraggly. And then some of the videos, it makes me so sad because it'll be like, we're thinking she's going to cut the line where the healthy hair is and she'll cut like just a little dusting off the bottom. And everybody will be like, why didn't you? I know, I know. I tried to convince my client that their hair is not going to grow. It's going to keep splitting up. And then if you don't deal with it now, I'm going to have to cut off more hair later. But they were so attached to this long hair, like my hair is so long that they wouldn't let me cut more than just a little trim off the bottom. And then sometimes I'll like see that same person like some months down the road and it's like, oh, remember my client that didn't want to cut those dead ends? Well, she's back and she wants to do a fresh start. Now she then chopped her hair up to her ears. <laughs> Because it may have been long, but it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy. Like we get into stuff that just looks the part. It looks, you know, I can, it's not, but is it healthy though? Is it healthy though? And you may not be comfortable. You may not. And this is, I know y'all like, why should talk about hair? But it's the same. We do this like in life. There's things, some of y'all have relationships right now that you know good and well are not healthy. And you're just holding on to it just to say you got somebody, you know, not alone, but are you, you know, is this person adding to you or are they subtracting? They're subtracting. You know, are these friends adding to your lives or are they subtracting? You're not living. You're just existing. And the quicker you cut that dead weight, you <laughs> cut the split ends, you cut them people that don't mean you no good, the quicker you can get into what we're talking about right here, cultivating your winning season. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, the thing about it is, is that everybody cannot go into the next season, the I next page, or the next chapter. I say this all the time. I've turned to page and I've turned to chapter. You may have been in chapter five, <laughs> but because I'm in chapter 10, you played a part in chapter five. Mm. It's nothing personal. It's just purpose. Yeah. And so here's the thing, just like on the cover here, there's a eight tracks on here. Mm -hmm. You've got to work the lane you've been given. You got to stay in your lane and get to the finish line. I can't cross into the other lanes that I'm not authorized to be in. Yeah. I've got to endure my lane so I can get to the finish. Line, so I can get to my next season. I have to endure it. I have to go through it. I have to hold on so I can get there. The turtle and the rabbit is one of my favorite illustrations that I put in my books. <laughs> yes. It wasn't how fast he was going. He just kept on going. Mm. It wasn't how he started. I'm on shape. It was how he finished. Mm -hmm. But he didn't get distracted by the rabbit who was faster. Can I tell you, don't get distracted about who you think is faster or who started out before you because the rabbit started out 
before him. He started out faster, but I use this illustration from another perspective. When he took a break, the turtle just kept on going. So he crossed the finish line first. Mm-hmm. And so stay focused and don't get distracted because we base our success on others when God has given us all what we have for us. Yet and still we're basing on a perception of what we think. And so you can miss what God has. You can miss your next season trying to base it on somebody else because you don't know what it took for them to deal with that season. You don't know what it took for them to survive. One of my friends, uh, we talked because they're domestic violence. Actually, she's going to be on my show tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. She came through domestic violence, right? Mm -hmm. But to see where she is now and where she's going, how about this? She shares it and she testifies. But she, she, when she came to what God, she came to the understanding and it's easier said than done when people say, well, why didn't you leave? Or, you don't know the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. But yet when they came to or however God brought it and now they got it and now where they are, they can tell a lot of other women about it. And so they're going to be on the show tomorrow. And, and, and I'm telling you. And so but yet she's in her cultivating season. She's in her winning season because she endured. She survived the trauma. She survived the domestic violence. But one, because God had purpose. And his hand was on her. And so even I don't care what the enemy tried to do, what he meant for evil. Guess what? It's the testimony of today, how she survived, because she's still here. And so if you're here today, you survive. If you're still here today and you've endured the, the night season, knowing that the morning season was on the other side of the night season, because guess what? Even in the night season, it's yet morning, because after the clock turns, it's still in the morning. And guess what? It's still maybe night, but yet I'm in the dawning of another day. So you got 60 seconds to hold on to just to get to the next season. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This is so encouraging, y'all. And he said something key. Don't ever be jealous of where somebody is or because they seem like they're advancing so much faster than you. That man, listen, there are so many people especially now because we've got social media and you can see what everybody else is doing. It's a blessing and a curse. I love to be able to market my businesses and check in on people, you know, family members and friends and stuff from back home. But sometimes it's just less, less is more like you can, (laughs) sometimes we just have too much information, but But it's also a perception. And yeah. a because people only can show you what they what you perceive it to be, mm-hmm. but you really don't know the backdrop, or you no. really don't know, as they no. say, what's behind the closed doors. What it took to get there. You just see the thing and you're just like, oh my God, they got this thing, you know, and you don't know some of these people's backstories of what they had to do to get. People always say if everybody put their problems in the middle of the table. You know, once you've seen everybody else's problem, you would go back and get your initial problem that you put down before you pick up some of the stuff once you've seen people put it on the table. There's people who have big houses, who have all this money, and they're miserable. They're looking for the peace of mind that you have. And you're sitting here envying them because they're at a certain level, because they have a certain thing, because they got 500,000 followers. I don't know, like... (laughs) You have to run your race. That's all we can do. I love that illustration of the track. You have to run the lane you've been given. 
Yeah. Did you see, do you watch track and field? Did you see the, um, when Shakari Richardson became the world champion from lane eight? Come on here. Lane eight. Anybody who watches track and field, like the eighth lane is like the lane nobody wants. Everybody's just like, lane eight. Oh, duh. What and how she started. Woo! But it's sure enough how she finished. Baby. And she finished well and she finished strong. But she had to work the lane that she was given. Yeah. And I she worked that. it. She did she work it. She worked it, baby. And we saw what all she had to go through. We saw, you know, the humiliation when she got kicked out of, you know, not being able to go to the Olympics because she smoked weed and everybody was talking about her. Like she went through all of this stuff. She had to endure all of that. Not to mention the reason she was coping with weed in the first place was because her mom died. Somehow that got lost in the shuffle. People just had no empathy for, for that at all. It was just like, oh, she's so dumb. She just threw away such a big opportunity, you know. Traumatic she, had to, she had so many multi-layered traumatic experiences that she had to endure, you know. And then public humiliation and just kind of, there was a time when she was responding a lot to what people were saying about her on social media because she's young. She's like in her early twenties, you know, she, you live, you learn. Um, but I, and I remember when she used to do that, she'd be like, mm, she needs, somebody needs to tell her to just stay off social media. Just don't even worry about the naysayers, but eventually she got it. She got it. And we didn't really see her saying too much anymore. Uh, we would see races every now and again, and she would lose, and everybody would be laughing at her again, like, ha, 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 she keeps losing, and she can't beat the Jamaicans, and she's not this, and she's not that. But she just got quiet and dug in and got focused. And the next thing we knew, she was a world champion. It was like, whoa, and then it was what happened. All the same people that was talking about her, Oh, yeah, <laughs> we knew you could do it, but y'all didn't know nothing. Y'all was talking about that girl. <laughs> Same one said Jose and Jose. Now they turn around and crucify you. And so you have to, that's why you have to be in prayer. You have to be in what you have to be in tune because I tell people like this. Don't you wait till you see me on the cover of Forbes, Oprah, Steve Harvey, New York Times bestseller. Uh, Good morning, man. Oh, it's going to happen. One. I'm putting in the work to get there. You know why? Because everything on this prayer, vision, and goal board, I believe it. I yeah. put my faith in the action. And guess what? I'm working while I wait on a manifestation of it to happen. But I decree it, I declare it, and then I stand on the word and the promises of God. Because if he said it, so shall it be. But if he birthed it in me, it's going to happen. But I have a part to play in it. I've got to put in the work. I've got to put my faith into work. I've got to put my faith to action. And guess what? I've got to activate because my faith will move God. But it will be like how one of my t-shirt lines said, favor will change the rules. Not only will it change the rules, it will reverse the decision. And so just like that trauma experience that nobody said, how do you feel after the loss of your mother, which is traumatic. I've been there, but nobody thought about that. Nobody have the compassion, but what will God do in the midst of it all when he allows whomever, whether it was he spoke, opened up a word or a song, but now she got it, and so now what took the traumatic experience, what took the embarrassment, the same trouble caused her the transportation to cross the finish line, and now to be celebrated all over. Yes. Yes. God will shut your haters up. You don't have to worry about trying to shut you your haters up. You don't have to respond. 
Some things don't require a response. No. As I tell people, let my feet testify. That's my response. Mm -hmm. Your success is your response. Your peace of mind is your response. So don't, you have nothing to prove to anybody. Nothing. Don't be, you can say, because I always hear like, oh, I'm going to prove my haters wrong. I'm going to prove my. Absolutely not. Don't give me that. 14, 14 said, hold your peace. Let the Lord fight for you. It yeah. says some things you don't even have to respond because when they see how blessed and favored you are, that's your response. That's your you response. To, but let God be God and let the word do the work. Some things I'm not going to respond to because guess what? I got too much I'm putting in there, too much I need him to do and what I'm doing. And so the thing is, I got to stay focused, determined. And so I'm not going to be distracted by this, that, and the other. I just finished my book. So I got a lot I'm doing. And so you don't have to respond. No. Get to the bag. <laughs> Get your focus on. That's how you cultivate your winning season. Put your blinders on and just run. And let your harvest be full. Yes. Yes. And go get your harvest. Go pick the harvest. Because when the farmer sees it now full, he goes and get it. And then he starts the process all over again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a, um, we went to an apple orchard today. Have you ever been to an apple orchard? Do they have those where you are? Uh, no, but my cousin has, is it an apple thing or or something in her, where she bought her new home at? And, she, and they didn't know it. It was too, and I think it is apples because guess what? The neighbor was like, do you realize what you have? And they didn't know it. Wow. So now they came by and now, and my other cousin, her sister, was picking them, had no idea what she has. And sometimes you really don't know what you have. And so when you look at things from another perspective, so now here it is. It was right in front of them. Because they just look like trees. They just look like pretty trees. That's what I was going to say. They just look like, because you can see it's harvest season, but we're at the beginning. So like if I went back to the same apple orchard, like next month, by the end of the month, the trees would look completely different. Like now you can see the apples, but some of them are like this little. But if I go in a month, those same apples will be bigger, fatter, juicier. Like I can eat the little one and it's still good, but they go through different stages and some of the trees haven't sprouted yet. So they're green. They just look like pretty green trees. Um, but yeah, I just love anytime I can go to a farm and visualize, we talk about these illustrations, but to go and see it for yourself, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, oh, there's a little bud. Oh, that one's a little bigger. You know, this one's grown into its full potential. The potential is always there. You know, we're just at different stages of growing and budding and just let God develop you. Let God develop you. That's it, because it also, how powerful the seed is, it all starts with the seed. Mm -hmm. Like Christ being the ultimate seed for, it starts with the seed, like that mustard seed. <laughs> I love it, because a patient gave me this seed like 17 years ago, not knowing it would be part of my vision, go in prayer. <laughs> but it reminded me, because everything starts with the seed, but yet it turns into a full orchard. Yes. Even the birds, as the scripture, can now perch under the shade. Mm -hmm. 
It's so beautiful to watch. Y'all do that for yourselves. Go to a if you have an apple orchard near you or a pumpkin patch or something, like just go and just take your journal with you <laughs> and see what God shows you. It's it's awesome to get out in nature and do that. Well, time flew. We got I'm like, we we could go for another two hours, but I'm gonna respect your time. But I wanna know. Oh, you know I could hey, I used to do a radio <laughs> show for two hours, so you know. <laughs> Get two ministers on the line, like yo, we gonna have church up in here. Y'all go by the time we get through with y'all, y'all gonna be cultivating all kind of stuff. You gonna cultivate your winter season, cultivate your mama's winter season. Come nah. <laughs> um, tell us what you are working on right now. You're getting ready to release this book, and you know, tell us where people can find you, how people can connect with you, all that fun stuff. Um, well, again, it listen, y'all, as I say on radio. Where has the time gone? But <laughs> I am so grateful and honored to be here. You can Google me. You can find me on Black Speakers Network. Go on the website, type in my name, Dr. Eric Holmes, or you can go on Amazon. Any of my books, my bio's on there. You can find me on there. Or if you happen to be in the Baltimore area, the Pennsylvania area, well, if you're in Australia, you can see my book in there. But guess what? My books are in the libraries. And so I'm grateful for that. But you can always reach out to me on Facebook, um, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and you can find me or on Instagram, Dr. Eric Holmes or The Power of the Sea. You can find me. And so um, I also got to find out what's going on with the website, thepowerofthesea.com. Because I, after all of that shooting a movie and a short film to The Power of the Sea, I need to know what's going on, but um, you can find me on all of that, but just hit me up, text me, message me, and um, or just Google me, uh, but I am grateful, I'm humbled, and, and I pray that you are inspired, encouraged, because this is what these are for, hmm. to inspire, to uplift, and encourage you, one, to push beyond the now, to see the end result, which is going to end in victory, and so in your waiting season, while you're waiting on the cultivating season, while you're waiting on the harvest season or due season, just understand this. The waiting process is very important. Yes. But it's how you wait. Mm, and on. wait in expectation, but wait with the posture of expectancy, but wait, whether it's with a praise, wait, giving him glory, wait, lifting him up, wait with the right mindset because it will say a lot to God but it'll cause them to move on your behalf. Yes. Don't wait murmuring and complaining. Don't do like the children of Israel. And so my next project, which I'm working my new book, which I'll be releasing on my birthday, November 15th. You will love it. it it's absolutely going to speak to you. And then I'm working on um, my power of the pen, the author's expo, which will be, um, Next May, y'all, I know I always got to show this, y'all, but this was, from, this was from this year, which was from a male's perspective, uh -huh. not just from a male's perspective, but a black male's perspective. Come on now. And hey. so God said, do it. And so I had nine African-American people. The CEO BSN was one of the ones on the panel. Okay. And so I honored them to see, to speak to our youth our young men, our older men, our culture, our community. And it's so important that we can pour and give back. And so I'm working on that as long with working on um, 
also with Dr. Showwood, um, one of the volunteers for her SpeakerCon conference, which is Ooh. in November. So okay. yeah, I'm super, super excited about oh, that. We gotta talk. <laughs> yeah, and yes. it's gonna be absolutely amazing. November, uh, I think it's the first through the third. I, I got the, I know it's the first week. Okay. Um, and so I'm gonna talk about it on the show. Um, and then the gala that Donald Butler is having that he does for his, all his clients. And so um, being a part of that is going to be absolutely a blessing. So let's connect. Let's yeah. connect. Like I said, if you are not a part of BSN Black Speakers Network, I promise you it will bless you and connect you with so many other people that will help to iron sharpens iron. We yeah. are brothers and sisters keeper and we're helpers one to another and that's also how we cultivate our winning season by helping somebody else because if i can push your vision your dream what you make as the words of my late apostle robert evans said it like this what you make happen for others god will make happen for you yes hey that's a good note to end on right there what you make happen for others but if you got your fist closed you know, I could give them something that's going to help them, but I don't want them to get farther than me. So I'm going to just hold it. Okay. You might get a little sliver of a something, but it's not nothing compared to what God had for you. If you would have just opened your heart and opened your mind and helped someone and quit being selfish and jealous hearted and having a scarcity mentality and thinking mm -hmm. that somebody else's win is somehow a loss for you. The, 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 the value in all of that <laughs> that you can say and I say even with jobs when you know people move on I've played a part in their journey yeah. and I see where they are and so I played a part in your vision your podcast as I see you grow and expand and be like wow I was such a was able to be a blessing on it now look where it's at and then you look at that and celebrate look where God has taken them Mm -hmm. But he, they allowed me to be a part, whether it was in the infancy, whether it was in the middle of it, mm -hmm. but yet and still, I can celebrate what he's doing for them, knowing that when my turn comes around, because I've celebrated them, yes. I pushed them, I encouraged them, when mine's come. Come on, when my season comes. <laughs> Amen. Woo, woo, woo. My heart is full, y'all. I hope that you all have gotten something out of this. I have enjoyed this dynamic man of God. Thank you so much, Dr. Eric, for being on the Victorious Living Solutions podcast. We are going to keep up with you on all platforms and we're going to order the books that you have now and going to be looking out for the one that's coming in November. And thank you. God bless you and your ministry so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the evening, wonderful day on tomorrow, wonderful weekend. And oh, I'm doing my photo shoot Saturday for the new book. So okay. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yes. Now, I'm by excited. the time this air, I'm going to give my title, but by the time this air, the book will probably be already because it's already at the editor. So, okay. Embracing okay. my now while waiting on my next. I love it. I'm going to ask you some questions after I'm long off here because this man, he's on his, what, fifth book, all these books. If Look, it seems like if you guys have a vision on your heart to write a book, it seems like you need to be following Dr. Eric and, and tapping in to see how he's writing all these books because 
I'm just saying. If he has a, if you're in the Maryland area, when he has his author's events, you need to be in attendance. So connect, connect, connect. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Victorious Living Solutions. This is thriving season. Keep living victoriously. Bye, everybody. Bye.